Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. the show here on Verdad Sports Radio, AM 590, ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. We're live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Joining us now, a little bit different than his normal spot at wrapping up the show, uh, but Matt Verzal was very flexible with us, and we appreciate it. Verz, how are you this morning? Oh, not bad. How are you fellas doing? Good, Verz. Good to hear your voice, man. Verz, what, uh, you know, we, we've been talking a lot about the, obviously, the Super Bowl this morning. We've been talking about some of the, the Super Six and stuff like that. I'm curious, I know you're not a big hype guy, so I wonder how much you pay attention to things like, you know, Super Six where people are trying to prognosticate and, you know, myself included, I'm not hating. Um, but I guess how much, how much stock do you put in trying to figure out who – may or may not be impactful this year out of the newcomers? Oh, I, I don't even know. What do you, I've never heard of the Super Six, so I don't even know what that is. Oh, so basically. I don't, I don't read the newspaper. <laughs> no worries. Basically, the yeah. uh, Husker 24-7 basically just pulls a bunch of media members uh, and asks them who they think the six most impactful newcomers will be. Uh, in the upcoming football season. And so um, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a off season exercise to be sure. Um, But I'm just curious if there's, you know, anybody that you're particularly looking forward to um, seeing in a Husker uniform that wasn't last year. Uh, I mean, your obvious answer is the Raiola kid. Sure. But, (laughs) After that, like, who are they, I don't even know. Who, who are they asking to do this? Like, uh, like, who picks these people? Like, that that to me would be how much merit I put into it, like, if I value their opinion. Sure. If I don't, if I don't value their opinion, I probably wouldn't put much into it. But from my aspect, um, I don't think uh, – I would say the kid from Oregon, the running back, mm-hmm. and the Rayola kid. The Rayola kid would be, like, my main two. The rest of them, I think – 
might have some stuff, some development-wise things to go. Verse, you know, stay with Rayola here for a moment, and I want you to, because, you know, I, I've been pondering this. I was listening to Glenn Thomas last week, and there were a couple things I took away from his interview on the radio that helped me gauge his coaching style, but until we actually see it, it's all just optimism, right? So to give your vote of confidence in Thomas and Rayola and some of the other pieces in the room, what do you hope we see by, like, game three or four from that quarterback position? Well, I think coaches are a lot easier to evaluate in that way because you can you can look up successes that Thomas has had or people that – you know, basically vouch for him. I mean, I think, I don't know if there's any Falcon fans that listen to this show, but Matt Ryan had really good success with him as the main kind of quarterback coach, that guy. So that's one thing I think translates really easy. It, for a young guy to go in and it's going to be probably more than anything like his presence on the field. So is he able to command respect in the huddle or is he having to wrangle guys and say get over here do this does he know those things like or is and, and some people it's just ingrained in them you know Keith Frazier came to campus and took about three games to learn what he was doing and then away it went so you know real quick into it when you meet the person if they're that guy and so it isn't necessarily going to be that he's thrown for six touchdowns or he has no interceptions or he doesn't drop snaps or fumble the ball. It's kind of just going to be that presence of, hey, when he gets in the huddle, is everybody paying attention? Or when he, you know, when they score a touchdown, are they all running to celebrate together or is, you know, are they not including it? Like little things like that. It's not, and not many will see it. And then there's morons out there that will poo-poo body language or, you know, those kind of things. They don't understand games, but you just kind of watch how he carries himself more than anything like X's and O's wise. We're talking with Matt Verzal. He is a former Husker owner of Paisons Pizzeria. Uh, Verz, you know, we were just talking to DB a minute ago, and he said a lot of the things that he looks for in early contributors is a lot more of kind of the, the mental, um, kind of the mental toughness, their ability to um, not need to be babysat, things like that. You know, you were kind of touching on some of the, the body language and mentality stuff there. Um, kind of in your experience or, or from what you've seen, what are a couple of the traits, whether physical or mental or, or emotional, whatever, that you think translate the best to earliest success for, for new guys? Um, like, so you're, you're talking obviously on top of talent? Yeah, I mean, obviously you have like to have a bare minimum level of talent, right, yeah. Uh, eye contact, That's body cool. language, mm. and, you know, there's there's a couple of videos that pop up all the time on either TikTok or Twitter, but Cristobal got after one of their receivers pretty good, in, or maybe it was a defensive back if they had done something stupid in the game. I mean, he lights him up like a Christmas tree, but the kid maintains eye contact. He doesn't. And probably more important, like, reaction when you turn around. Because it, it's, you know, if I'm, if I'm getting after you and we're eye to eye on something and you're looking at me, I'm good with that. Mm -hmm. But when I turn around, do you flip me off? Do you put your hands up? Does your head go down? Do those kind of things. Like, basically, it's just being a man. Like, everybody has caught an ass chewing. Mm -hmm. 
Like, how do you deal with that? How do you get over that? How, and I think it's one of the greater telltale signs of how you were raised. Because if you can get after somebody and they maintain eye contact and, and they don't necessarily have to go yes or no, sir, but they say, yep, got it. And then when you turn around, do they do something like stupid? Because mm-hmm. then you tell those parents didn't do it right. They let them talk crazy and didn't beat them. And so, yeah, the eye contact thing would be a big one for me. You know, that that really stuck out to me when you said it, because I just think about moments of, of respect there. Um, and it also mm-hmm. shows the character of the person. So uh, and I think a lot of people just kind of like look past that when they evaluate, like at least the general public, when they evaluate a, a player's talent, because all they look all they look at that person um, is, is their traits and, and their skill sets and what they see on film. But it's all that stuff behind the scenes that really dictates who they're going to be and what type of teammate they're going to be when they actually get into the room. Yeah, it's how they were raised. Were you raised respectfully or are you a spoiled piece of crap? I mean, it's, it's and you know within minutes. You, you, you have a conversation with anybody <laughs> or a kid or an adult. You, you have it with adults. Now, in the situation of the kid in the correction, he knows he's wrong. And it's like anything. In here, I will correct very nicely uh, a bad behavior once. Mm-hmm. Twice is going to be a problem. Third time is going to be the door. So it's I'm – not, I'm not saying you flap the hand right away and start screaming and yelling at people and make them maintain eye contact. But when you understand, like, hey, we can't have you have that behavior. It's detrimental to the team. Like, that's – those were things taught by, by – all of my coaches and all of my teachers as I was growing up. Mm. Eye contact is not a struggle for me. And I've caught an ass chewing from many of a coach. Like I said, my high school coach for my first two years in high school, which junior high or high school was 10 through 12 in Grand Island, my name was Fat Kid. And so if I screwed up and he said, hey, Fat Kid, get your fat ass over here, then you went over there. Mm. And you looked him in the eye, and you got your correction. He said, it will never happen again. He's like, it better not. And that wasn't a threat. That was a promise. <laughs> so that just, I, I think early on in the kids' upbringing, and a lot of the kids that get, like, good recruiting offers, it's because they do kind of things like that. I mean, Max, we had, Max, we had the, the Texans GM on. Mm. And they were talking to him. He's like, it's, it's, they're athletic. That's why they're here. Like, you, you've made it to Nebraska on your athleticism. What kind of human being are you? Mm. And then when you start to get a bunch of good human beings, then the rest of the, the BS is easy. So. Verge, really good stuff there. Um, real quick, got about 30 seconds left. Do you have any uh, quick thoughts or, or picks on how you think the Super Bowl is going to go? Uh, if anybody can find me a prop, let me know Christian McCaffrey to throw a touchdown pass. I would like Ooh. to put some money on that. Oh, interesting. Um, you're talking I hate Kansas guy. City. I hate Kansas City almost as much as I hate St. Louis. So. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. The, only good, the only thing good to come out of Kansas City is the Gordon, and they all wise up and move back. So um, I will take the Niners. I will take the Niners, former home of Grand Island's own Tom Rathman. There we go. It's always the Husker connection. Uh, Birds, we appreciate you being flexible on time. We appreciate you joining us as always. We'll talk to you next week. Good job, boys.
Bye, Birds. That is Matt Verzal, former Husker owner of Paisons Pizzeria. Coming up next, we'll get back deep into Super Bowl preview mode with Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network here on Herd Sports Radio.